0: Yet, uh, I'm on here. If you can hear me.
1: Oh, oh okay. Um, and all right.
0: It, al- it said it already started recording.
1: Oh, okay. So, all right. um, it said it already started.
0: Yeah, it said recording started.
1: Oh, okay. I guess we don't have to do what we did before. Which I guess they changed it all. But, well, all right. Um, welcome everyone. Uh, this is uh David Chandler speaking, and um, I'm here with Gt. Hawkins, who is a uh, Army veteran. Um, I'm going to be uh, <clears throat> interviewing him on. Uh, his uh, Marriage in the Family And GT Welcome to the show Thanks for For being on
0: Hey Dave What's up uh, No problem No problem Always glad to help
1: Alright well thank you uh, Just uh, I, I didn't mean to Dredge up Horrible memories, but I want you to take me back, uh, take me back to uh, the beginning, if you would. Um, How did you guys meet? Speaking of your ex-wife, how how did you? uh, What what did you see in her? Uh, What were the uh, the what 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 were the, the things that brought you guys together?
0: Do you want to jump into it just like that, or do you, you know, do you want some background information on who I am, or uh, do you want to oh. let the people know uh, the purpose of the, the
1: call
0: and uh, subject matter?
1: Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, it's been a while since I did this. Um, well, yeah, um just give me. Uh, just tell me who you who you are. Um, how long you've been with the military? Um, how long have you been saved? First of all, and um, uh, and, and not only that, but I, I, before you get into that, I just wanted to, to let everybody know that's listening. Um, the purpose of this interview is to let is to kind of let people know. What the um, what the biblical premier, perimeters of what a marriage is? What what what, what is a, a biblical marriage? What does a a marriage look like from a biblical standpoint? And um, just uh, yeah, just just chime in whenever you uh, whenever you feel the uh, whenever you can.
0: All right. So from my understanding, um, so this calls pretty much just to give um, insight as to, one, what a biblical marriage is, what it should be, or what it should look like uh, in the realistic background of what actually happens in a marriage between two Believing uh, saints, and uh, so, from my understanding, I'm, I believe that's what was the purpose of this interview was. Um, but I'll I'll give you I'll give you a, few, uh, a little bit about myself, a little bit of information about myself. Uh, of course, as you stated, you know my name is Nee G T Hawkins, and uh, I've been employed with the United States Army for about 19 years, 19 years and some change uh, on the, uh, I got four years of reserve time, uh, six months of deployment time to Iraq, and 16 years, 16 to 17 years of active duty time. Um, as far as being saved, I've been saved, since I was 16, I'm now 40 years old. Um, but even before I got saved, I've always had a strong belief in God and uh, regularly read my Bible. So um, I've been a believer for since I was six years old and uh, decided to give my life to the Lord when I was 15, 16 years old. And I've been a believer ever since.
1: Okay, so uh, as far as a marriage is concerned for me, because we, we've talked about this before, um, when, especially when it comes to a... What is a... What constitutes a biblical marriage from your perspective? Well, of
0: course, a biblical marriage, from my perspective, is exactly what the Bible says, uh, a marriage between a man and a woman, and uh, the man is always the head of the house, he's always the head of the marriage, and uh, the woman is always the help meet. Not that the man rules over the woman in a sense, you know, he's greater than she is, or uh, she's lower than him, but both parties play a, a specific role, a particular role in the marriage that brings balance to the marriage. Um, and that's, that's my perspective on, on, on marriage.
1: Well, yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7 gives us an inkling as to how marriages are to work. From a biblical perspective, and then you have uh, other scriptures that are in the uh, New Testament. Uh, for instance, you, you have um, um, <clears throat> I think that's Second Timothy uh, chapter uh, First Timothy chapter two verse twelve, um, and, um, and and I think it, one of Paul's writings in the book of Titus. If, if I'm not well, if that's not. Past uh, writings but I think it's in the book of Titus where um, <clears throat> the man is supposed to be the head of the household he's supposed to be the head of the wife just as Christ is the head of the church and that's not in Titus but that's in uh, one second or first or second Corinthians but in any sense um, so uh, so um how how was marriage always on your radar, or did you always want to have a um, – be a family man, uh, or it, it was something that you just fell into? It was just something that uh, – it just happened. Well,
0: um, since I was a teenager and, uh, um, and was dating, you know, in high school and things of that nature – yeah, like, believe it or not, even at at an early age, I've always desired to be a family man, uh, mainly because I never witnessed it in my own life with my mom or my dad. Like, uh, my mom and dad separated. Well, actually, yeah, they separated shortly after I was born. Um, my dad was in my life partially, not a whole lot and you know i had always said that if i was to have children that i would always want my kids to experience that thing which i never got to experience as a child and that was to be part of a nuclear family a mother father kids etc um the thing is and i and i think this may come up later and i'm pretty sure it will cuz i i am going to bring it up later um with within within the church you know you have different perspectives on when it comes to marriage and uh, I got married my I got married at an early age I think I was about 23 24 uh, and uh, I say after about seven years that marriage fell apart and I was Single for a while before I got into my second marriage, which will actually be the crux of uh, this discussion. But within the church, you have some people who feel like, you know, if you got married one time, then uh, whoever you got married to is the person that you're supposed to be with forever. Or, or unless that person dies, um, and a lot of saints can be very judgmental when it comes to that, and so, um, and I've I've witnessed this uh, because it happened to me, where some saints will judge you and say, "Oh, well, you know, uh, because of a, because of the situation we're in now." As far as like if you've been married again, I can't really support that, and I can't be a part of that. And so they unfriend you, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the things like that happen. So I just wanted to put that out there because I know there's a lot of saints out there who've been married once, and twice, and even three times, and I'm sure that they experience the same. Uh, judgment that I've experienced uh, because of that. So I I just wanted to put that out there. Well, yes, to answer answer your question, yes, uh, as a teenager, I've always wanted to be uh, a family man, mainly because uh, it's something that I desired, and it was also something that I
1: hadn't experienced in my own lifetime. Well, um. As per your previous comment, um, I, found, I remembered the verses, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23, and it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto the Lord, uh, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. And uh, a lot of There's a lot of controversy, I guess it's not supposed to be controversial, but it's turned into something of uh, controversy within the the churches, and that's really what I wanted to get into as far as this interview is concerned. Now, I do have another question pertaining to uh, uh, your beliefs as far as the... The, the family, the, the, the marriage relationship as far as the, pertaining to the man and the woman, what in your, in, in your biblical, uh, well, I don't want to say opinion, but as far as the Bible is concerned, what do you believe, what is your stance on the roles between the man and the woman as, as far as the marriage relationship is concerned? Do you believe that the, the man is the head or do you believe that uh the, the the marriage relationship is supposed to be co-equal as so many churches have taught over the past 20 years?
0: Well, as I said earlier, you know, yeah, the man is supposed to be the head. I mean, that's what the scripture says. Um Correct. But I do I do understand the concern behind that because some men will Look at that and use that as an excuse to belittle their wives. Uh, they will use that to rule over them, to make them feel lower, uh, to treat them any kind of way. And I don't believe that's what that's about.
1: Okay. So, uh, with that being said, take me back to. Uh your second your your ex-wife uh how you met her uh what drew you to her um, what was it that about her uh that attracted to you, that, that attracted her to you was it her personality was it uh her intellect uh how did you guys meet first of all
0: well all right so i would say probably back in the uh like early 2000s, you know they had a a group called face not facebook uh they had a group called Black Planet, and I know I used to get on that that app or that website uh in the religious room in the religion room and um I would get into a bunch of debates with unbelievers, and this is actually how I met you uh, on, on the same, on the same, uh, website. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my ex-wife was also on there and, you know, we all became good friends after that. So, uh, but for me, for her and I, we stayed in contact from that point on up, you know, up until, you know, we got married and, and so on. And, uh, that's That's how I met her
1: okay, so uh what drew you to meet to want to meet her in person um, first uh, and uh, I, I guess that's pretty much it what what drew her to what drew you guys to meet in, to want to meet in person?
0: Well, this was like after some time had passed and uh you know my first marriage had had you know dissolved and I was pretty much single and uh apparently she had been married before, uh married but in between that time and she had just gotten out of a, a a rocky marriage and so you know for me and her we was just like well you know we've been talking for so long and been friends And keep in mind that I had been helping her out, sending her money to help her out with food and uh, things of that nature. Like, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, you're single, I'm single. Uh, Do you think it would be, you know, good for us to get married, seeing that, you know, we, we seem close, and plus she's a believer, so, you know, I just thought it was common sense to go ahead and get married. The thing is, it's like meeting face-to-face. We had never met face-to-face until after I had made that engagement. But, again, like I said, we had talked for years and years over the phone, on on the Internet, on social media, and uh, it felt genuine. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, that's the question I was getting ready to ask you. Um, did you feel like you knew her? Uh, did you feel as though that, that there was a, some type of, of, of kinship uh, or, or some sense of familiarity with, with her? Uh, did, did you feel that upon meeting her? Or did you feel that before you met her in person? Um,
0: yeah, I can say I, I, I did feel that. Um, I guess you can say I was blindly in love, uh, because, you know, again, before meeting her, I would only see pictures of her, and it was only a few times i have seen her on on live streaming, and, you know, I thought that she was such a beautiful woman, and,
1: uh, that, yeah, I,
0: we was close, and we was good friends, and I just. But hey, maybe we should go ahead and get married. So it was, to, to me, it was genuine, for me anyway.
1: All right, so let's move on uh, to uh, the crux of the matter. Uh, when you guys met in person, um, and, and for anonymity purposes, I'm not going to state the state that you guys met in, but um, when, when you went to. Her place of residence. Um, how did you feel it, it, when, when you guys were in each other's presence, and you guys got to know each other, and you were talking amongst each other? Uh, did you see? Did you sense anything odd or strange, or was it just normal all the way through? Did um, did did uh, I mean, how often did you guys talk when you guys were there, when you guys were in each other's presence? How much time did you spend with each other?
0: Well, uh, so once the agreement was made that uh, that we would get married and uh, uh, that she would move with me, uh again you gotta you gotta remember I'm I'm looking I'm looking at this from a biblical perspective. Uh you know, I had to make sure that everything that I on my side was right, everything on my side was set up, that when she got to my residence that she had a house to live in, that she had a bed to lay in, that uh the finances was right, uh, that she had food to eat, Those to to wear and things of that nature. So um, I had to make sure that she was that she was taken care of when she got to my location. And once getting to her location and finally finally meeting her face to face, I can say that at that point in time, that what I expected was much better than what uh, well what I what I saw was. More than what I expected, uh, and everywhere we went, you know, everyone can see how in love we were, and uh, I guess you can just you could just see it. So it was no doubt in my mind that you know, saying that this was meant to be, and uh, like I didn't pick up any red flags. Um, I didn't pick up any red flags in our initial meeting. uh, We talked, as we would always do if we was on the phone. Uh, We shared some of the same beliefs in regards to our our faith, which was very important because, you know, the Bible says that we shouldn't be uh, unequally yoked with unbelievers. So... uh, I had to make sure that whoever my wife was going to be had to be on one accord with me when it came when it came to the Lord. So all of that was there, all of that.
1: Okay. Uh so how long was it before things started getting out of sorts um what what Was it a month, maybe two months, three months, a year? Uh, First of all, um, you guys were um, living on the East Coast when you guys moved from out West, correct?
0: Uh, Well, technically she was living out West and I was living in the East so i pretty much sent for her but before i before i did that i had to uh travel to where she was meet her family mm-hmm. introduce myself to them to show them that you know she was going to be with somebody who was going to take care of her and uh introduce myself to them then i moved then i came back back home and then flew her out to where i was and then took her to my mother's introduced her to my mother uh, so that they can see if, you know saying, if they approved or not, or not really approved, but just, you know, just to let them know, hey, this is
1: who I'm getting married to. And what were their opinions of her?
0: At the time, you know, they all said, oh, she's pretty, you know, things of that nature, and I hope you're happy, and... Uh, and they gave me their full fledged support.
1: Hmm. All right. Um, so I, I guess the the question that I asked uh, before uh, kind of still stands. How long how long was it before you started seeing things that were unbecoming of a wife? Um, was it? I mean, was it a year or how long was it, did it happen when you guys were settled into your relationship together?
0: Uh, Let's see.
1: Before you answer that, uh, I wanted to to ask you this. Um, Where were you guys living before all of this started to happen, before you started seeing these signs? And again, right, you well, don't have you don't have to state the state, but you could just state the the area that you were living in like the east coast west coast
0: well we were on the east coast but okay but there was one red flag that came up and mm-hmm. uh it was it was pretty it was really confusing um so apparently uh she had she had a job. With a relative who owned a, a job taking care, uh, taking care of people with mentally, who were mentally challenged, I'll say, and uh, you know she announced to her boss, her, which is her relative, uh, that oh, well, actually it wasn't a relative, it was a friend of the relative, but he was well known because uh he had he was dating her sister but in any case um at the time where she was about to leave you know she had to find somebody to replace her and but before then you know she was she would tell me that you know a lot of times he would make passes at her and uh she didn't feel safe Of Sometimes because he would, again, make passes at her, um, make smart comments to her, and uh, she didn't like it. But I would always ask her, you know, well, why don't you tell your sister if you didn't feel as if uh, that this person was safe to be around? And you know, she would tell me, Oh, well, you know, she's not gonna listen, she's just head over heels for him and
1: mm. so on
0: and so on. But one day, um, they was we was all on the phone together and she was explaining to him that uh she was gonna go ahead and move and that she would help him find somebody to replace her position. And he responded with something to the sort of no, nah, that's okay. I don't think I need anybody that you may know and left it at that. And now I thought it was funny because the way he said it, it, it sounded funny. But uh, but when we got off the phone, she was like very distraught and and mad and crying almost. And she was like, I can't believe you thought that was funny. Um, How can you let him talk to me that way? And in my mind, I'm like, I don't see where he said anything disrespectful, but, you know, being the man that I am, I called him back, and I confronted him, and I was like, you know, she's about to leave. She's under a lot of stress. Would you please take it easy on her and not disrespect her, X, Y, and Z? And uh, he started cursing. And I, I just left it at that and hung up. Mm-hmm. But I told her, you know, I told her that if something like that ever happens, say something when it happens. Don't wait until we hang up the phone and then be upset about it. If you feel a certain way, you ought to say something at that point in time. And so, uh, again, I had met the guy when I went out there, and he seemed like a real cool person. Um, the first time I went out there, uh, so it was kind of odd that she would feel that way, but you know I said what I had to say and I let it go, but it, it stuck with me because I was like, she seems like a very, very sensitive person, and it also made the situation even more odder because, or I'm sorry, even more odd because I had to go back out there to get her, and I had to see him again. So I didn't know if this time when I went out there that I would have to get into a confrontation with him because he was so upset about what I had said to him. But it didn't happen, and it was, you know, everything happened smoothly. The transition was smooth, and then we moved back to, um, we moved back well, we went back to the East Coast hmm. so um shortly after that when we get when we get back, I noticed that you know, um I noticed that so we was engaged to get married, and uh, I had proposed to her. I got a ring and everything, and got on bending knee, mm-hmm. but and this was the second, this was the second red flag that came up to me. I got on bending knee and I asked her in the restaurant. It wasn't a lot of people in the restaurant, but uh, when I asked her, she didn't seem, you know how most women would be like, oh,
1: yes, yes. Be in tears and all of that stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, this this wasn't the case for her. It was just like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll marry you. And hmm. It, you know, it was just, like, very bland, and I was like, well, I didn't expect that. I thought she'd be in tears and everything, but, no, it was just like, yeah, I married. Hmm. That was it. So that was another red flag that came up, and we got married the next day. Uh, we didn't have a big wedding, and we did Justice of the Peace, and a few weeks went by, and I started noticing that a lot of times when I would go to bed, she would still be up. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a problem because, you know, we were still in our honeymoon phase. Right. But for her, it was just, you know, she would be on a computer late at night while I'm in the bed sleep alone, and when I confronted her about it, uh, her thing was, well, you knew I was a night owl, so I don't know why I was a problem now, and I was like, well, it's not really a problem, it's just that, you know, we're still in our honeymoon phase, and, you know, I just expected us to have more time together, so those were the first two red flags that came up. To answer your question. All
1: right. So, um, what what about some of the? Uh, did you guys have Bible study together? Uh, and if you did, uh, uh, what, you know what I'm curious about is the time when you guys when when you got on bended knee and you, you asked her to get married. Uh, when when in her demeanor, her affect was so blase um with and and I just this is a short commentary but with with narcissists with people with narcissistic personality disorder there they don't seem to have a lot of compassion for other people and 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 since this lack of compassion kind of bleeds into how they react and respond they they, they don't have a their emotional responses are flat and if you take a psychology course and you course uh, uh, on personality disorders you you know that personality disorders that are within the, the vein of, of dealing with people <clears throat> and their behavior how they treat others it's it's not very enriching and and so uh Individuals that think that they're better than others, you know, and I'm not talking about just being arrogant or cocky. I'm talking about just plain old self-absorbed. They hey, Dave. They're the, yes. Uh, one favor. Look
0: at your text message real quick.
1: Oh, um Okay. Um do, do, uh is do, do you have to uh work or something?
0: No, no. I need to we need we need to go over this real quick. Like would you be able to cancel this one and do another one?
1: Okay. Uh when do you want me to do, uh do the uh do this over?
0: Just just in just end, in just end this one. Okay. And uh, then call me, we'll call, call me on your cell phone, and then we'll discuss it.
1: All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll be a little bit more uh, blunt on the – okay, let me just end it now.